There is some large number of people who are being displaced, maybe too quickly to find a, to find new work. And so I think that's one of the really interesting problems right now is the fact that we've been through this cycle a lot of times, but um, maybe this cycle does turn out differently and, you know, the workforce participation does go down and you start to see uh, real displacement of jobs. And Zainab, uh, technological advancements that are benign over the course of 60 years and may be beneficial over 80 can be terrifying and enormously disruptive in the first 20. If we take that as a premise, where do you think we are in this cycle with artificial intelligence? I think we just passed a new inflection point. Up till now, most of our programming was done by writing code, which is giving computers really detailed, exact, painstakingly detailed, in fact, instructions. What's recently happened is two fields have merged. Machine learning, a field in which machines can learn by themselves, has met with the large data sets that Lucy was mentioning that we now generate in our digital lives. And this is a new development because what's happening now is really different. We're setting these learning algorithms, sometimes called deep learning, that we're setting them loose on the data, and we're saying things like, tell us who'll be a better person to hire. You know, tell us what news item should be recommended. And then they just go at this data and then pick winners and losers. And the trick here is they're pretty good probabilistically at picking winners and losers, but we no longer understand the basis on which they've done this. So I think it's like this really first major step towards not just artificial intelligence, but artificial general intelligence that's learning to learn beyond our capacity to understand. And that's both exhilarating as a person, but also scary because we don't control these new things the way we did our old programs, which had other problems. So, so Zainab, if I understand you, what you just said is we understand the question we are asking, but we don't know how the answer is being rendered. Is that right? Correct. So think of the scenario. You have a hiring algorithm that's going through applicants' data, including social data, and you train that hiring algorithm on previous high performers and say, go, my hiring algorithm, find more high-performing people. And it does. And you look at your performance data, and it's looking great. It's doing better than human hirers. But Here's what you might not know. Maybe, and you don't know this, it's a black box to you, maybe it's weeding out everybody with higher likelihood of depression. Not people who are depressed now, but just who have a higher likelihood. Social media data can reveal such things, even if you've never talked about depression. That's their power. Maybe it's weeding out women more likely to become pregnant in the next few years. Maybe it's doing all these weird, shady things, but you don't even understand that it's doing it. All you know is, hey, look, my performance numbers have gone up. It's like, it's less like coding something. It's more like, you know, raising a kid, training a dog. And now we're training these intelligent systems and we're letting them loose on all sorts of decision making. And what are they doing? You ask the programmers, they don't know. You ask the people who oversee the system, they're like, I don't know. And that's really an important twist. And if you ask a policymaker or a politician, they really don't know. They don't have any idea about this they at all. Have, so, Lucy, yeah. on the plus side, I've read that uh, this deep learning has created artificially intelligent radiologists 
who have a better track record than skilled human radiologists. But on the, on the negative side, you have renderings that suggest someone or some race is more likely to be a recidivist than another race. Yeah. So t walk us yeah. through well, the complexities exactly. and the real dangers here. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to go back to the whole um, uh, notion of learning here, because I think one of one of the things I've been most concerned about in relation to to AI is the kind of anthropomorphizing language that's used. Um, now, you know, you could see that as a way of trying to make things more understandable to us, but I think it actually um, mystifies and obscures what's really going on. So the algorithms um, that Zeynep was describing, which are, are very powerful, but we could hear um, from her description that they are basically reproducing uh, the, the things that they're operating with are parameters that have been introduced by us. So, um, and many of those are stereotypes. So stereotypes about um, what uh, women are going to be doing at certain ages of their lives. Um, stereotypes about um, who's most likely um, to be vulnerable to depression.